0: Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve White. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I wanna talk about tackling the monster project. And you know what I mean by a monster project—a big project, a project like a white paper, or a website with a couple of dozen pages, or a multifaceted email campaign that has dozens of emails going off in different directions in the sales funnel, or perhaps a series of ghost-written articles for the CEO. So this kind of big project, and uh, for freelance writers and copywriters like us, a big project like that can be in some ways, a mixed blessing. On one hand, you've got this big project and it probably pays very well. It might even help you uh, achieve your monthly goals this month. I mean, if you've got a white paper project and it's a $5,000 white paper project, that's a big chunk of your monthly income. That's going to help you achieve your monthly income goals. So a big project is great in that way is that they tend to pay... Uh, very well simply because they're a large project. But on the other hand, a big project can be intimidating, especially if you haven't tackled that kind of project before. Uh, if you're writing a multifaceted email campaign with, let's say, dozens of different emails going off, and like I said, different directions, depending on how people respond to certain emails through the sales funnel, that can get really complex. And if you haven't done one of those before, then there's a bit of a learning curve you have to climb while you're doing the project, okay, which makes the project twice as tough because you haven't done it before. So it can be a mixed blessing that way. And I've spoken to a few writers who have taken on big projects and almost regretted it. Not quite, but almost regretted it because of the stress and pressure involved. It's just very stressful. Uh, especially if the deadline is tight. If you have a big project and also you have a tight deadline, then uh, you know it's nice getting a big project, but it's a bit of a pressure cooker situation trying to complete that project. And that's really unfortunate. If you have a bad experience working on a big project, that's sad because a big project, like I said, can command big fees. You know, white paper, what, $5,000 plus, a website, at least $4,000 plus for a multi-page website, uh, you know, you, you want these types of projects. Uh, and the, the reason is pretty simple. It can be difficult to build a good income when you're just seeking out and writing $100 blog posts, for example, these, these uh, small ticket projects. You got to get a lot of those to build a decent income. But you can build a great income by landing just a few of these big projects during the year. So you want these big projects, but you also want to be able to complete these projects in a way that's enjoyable, that's satisfying to you. You don't want to be miserable doing a big project. So with that in mind, I've come up with some tips for you based on my own experience dealing with uh, hundreds of monster projects over my career uh, that may be able to help you. So here we go. I have six tips for you. So six tips for tackling the monster project. Tip number one, be super realistic when negotiating the deadline. Now, we both know every client wants it done yesterday. Every client wants uh, the deadline to be as close as possible. But when you're talking about a large monster project with a client, website, series of ghostwritten articles, whatever the project is, you need to be realistic. You need to really think about how long it's going to take you to complete that project. And you need to be able to uh, negotiate a deadline and just have that realistic conversation with your client. Don't be afraid to negotiate a deadline. If If the client says, we really want this done by next Friday, have a conversation with the client. Uh, one of my favorite lines is uh, when a client asks me, says something like that. I'll say, uh, "Mr. Client, what would happen if I, if we set the deadline the following Friday? So three weeks rather than two weeks. Would that still be okay with you?" And in a lot of cases, the client will say, uh we wanted it earlier, but yeah, that would still be okay." But now you have an extra week to work on the project. So you want to give yourself a lot of time because if you don't give yourself a lot of time and set a realistic deadline with the client for a large project, not only will you be under pressure, but you may not do as good a job because the deadline is so tight you didn't get enough time. And if it's a first-time project, if you haven't done a white paper before, if you haven't done a, a uh, haven't done article ghostwriting before, then... There's a learning curve you got to build into your schedule. You'll be learning how to do this while you're doing it. So be super realistic when negotiating the deadline. You want to get as much time as possible to be able to complete the project at a comfortable, enjoyable pace. So that's tip number one, and I think probably the most important tip. Tip number two, divide the project into specific milestones. That makes it less intimidating when you divide it up into specific, like almost like little projects, smaller projects that you can complete. For example, let's say you're writing a big website for a company. Well, milestone number one might be coming up with a page-by-page rough outline of the content for each of the pages. That's step number one. You may, may even send that to the client for approval. And then number two is writing one page. And sending that to the client for review and approval. I always recommend you do that, by the way, for a large project. Send a tiny slice, in this case a website page, to the client so they get an idea of how you're going to write it. And and so there's there's no uh, there's no confusion over how it's going to be written. You don't want to write the whole thing and then send it to the client and find out they didn't like the writing. So send them one page. So that could be milestone number two. And then milestone number three, write the rest of the pages. Okay, and there might even be a fourth milestone, working with the designer. Okay, but divide the project up into specific milestones, almost like small little projects that you complete along the way that together be, forms the completion of the larger project. That's step number two, uh, tip number two. Tip number three, start right away. If you're you're able to negotiate, let's say, four weeks to write a uh, white paper, you might be thinking, wow, I got all the time in the world. I got a month to write this white paper. And it's tempting to sit back for the first few days and not get started because, hey, you got a month. It's still a month away. And then next week, I got three weeks. It's three weeks away. I got lots of time. A few days go by quicker than you might think. And then pretty soon, whoops, I got this web, uh, white paper I got to write. this. two weeks. I better buckle down. A couple more days go by and you, you know how it works. All writers fall into that trap. So you want to start the project right away. As soon as you get the project, start the big project right away because you never know what kind of obstacles might get in your way. For a white paper, for example, you might get stymied on some of the research. And that may take longer than you expected. Or the approval process for the copy may take longer than you expected. You never know what obstacles are gonna get in your way to completing a project that you have to overcome. So you wanna give yourself lots of time. So start the project right away. And if you start the project right away and you kind of front in it, front end it rather, uh, as far as all the work you're gonna do on it, then you're gonna feel that much more comfortable uh, and less stressed. So that's number three. Number four, tip number four is to eat that frog. That's an expression popularized by a business speaker Brian Tracy. Eat that frog. I just love that expression. And what it relates to is you want to do the most intimidating part of the project right away. Because when you, see, when you have a big project, for example, let's say you're writing a series of ghostwritten articles for the CEO. Okay, and you've never done that before. So an intimidating part of the project might be interviewing the CEO, scheduling the interview, interviewing the CEO. That might be intimidating. So that's on your mind and it gets in the way of you enjoying the project because you're worried about that one aspect of it. So what you want to do is you want to eat that frog. In other words, schedule the interviews with the CEO right away. Get on the phone or send the email, get those interviews scheduled Get the first interview for the article um, done as early as possible. Get over that so it's less intimidating for you. So you, you've done it. You know what to expect now with the other interviews. So eat that frog. I, uh, this, this comes up for me quite a bit when I'm writing a website for a company that has a technical product that may be a little bit difficult to understand like uh, turbine valve assemblies or something like that. And so that's a big frog. I mean, I'm worried about understanding the product, what it does and the benefits. So the first thing I'll do on that project is I'll study the product and I'll challenge myself to fully understand the product and what it does and its features and benefits and how it helps the customers. So I'm familiar and knowledgeable about that product and I eat that frog first then the rest of the project is less intimidating for me. So that's tip number four. Tip number five, get ahead of schedule on a big project and stay ahead of schedule. Get ahead of schedule, stay ahead of schedule. You want to set a deadline for each milestone of the project, but you want to beat that deadline by a few days. Because trust me, it's a wonderful feeling when you're ahead of schedule on a project it really is you can really enjoy the project when you know you're a few days ahead and also it's a contingency buffer in case something goes wrong you may catch a cold <laughs> you know uh, there might be something some aspect of the project that takes longer than you think it will so you give yourself a buffer but when you're ahead of schedule um, you know it's it's just a very comfortable feeling you can actually enjoy working on the project by contrast It's a miserable feeling when you're behind and struggling to make a milestone or make a deadline on a big project. It is a miserable feeling. You don't want that. So get ahead of schedule. Stay ahead of schedule. And finally, number six, manage client expectations regarding meetings. Okay, meetings are wild cards in in the project management of a monster project. You never know when clients are going to want meetings. Sometimes they want status meetings. Sometimes you'll send an outline, and they want a meeting with everybody to uh, chime in on the outline. And you could be um, end up on a large project, you know, attending several meetings. So you want to manage expectations there right up front when you talk to the client. You want to ask the client questions about meetings. How many meetings do you expect there to be? in this project that I'll need to attend. And also ask, can I attend these meetings via teleconference or web meeting? Because if it's a local client, they may want you to come in personally. Now, if you prefer to meet with clients in person, if that's your style, that's fine. But even even if you prefer to do so, you have to admit it's time-consuming to meet a client in person compared to uh, hopping on a teleconference call or a web meeting. So you want to manage expectations regarding meetings because meetings can eat up a lot of time in a project schedule for a monster project, and you want to get a handle on on how meetings are going to be handled, and you want to get a confirmation from your client approximately how many meetings there's going to be and if you can attend the meeting by teleconference or web meeting to save you a lot of time. So those are six tips for tackling the monster project. Just a quick review. Number one, you want to be super realistic when negotiating the deadline. Number two, you want to divide the project into specific milestones. Number three, you want to start right away. Number four, you want to eat that frog. In other words, do the intimidating parts first. Number five, you want to get ahead of schedule and stay ahead of schedule. And number six, you want to manage client expectations regarding meetings. And if you do that and follow those six tips, you're going to find that handling these larger projects are going to be much more enjoyable and a lot less stressful for you. And therefore, you'll be motivated to get more of these large projects because they tend to pay well. So that's it for this week's B2B writing success. I hope you found these tips helpful. And if you have any topic suggestions, uh, feel free to email me. You can reach me at steveslonwhite at gmail.com. I'll be delighted to hear from you. So until next week, have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit wwwb 2 bwritingsuccesscom